It's time to bet it all. This is Bet MGM Tonight, live from BetQL. An MLB swing for the fence is still going on with Bet MGM. Just log into the Bet MGM Sportsbook app, and then you can place your Bet MGM MLB free to play all the way until September 7th. You get to be a batter, and you pick an area of the strike zone. Depending on the area of the strike zone you pick, you're going to get a single, double, triple, or home run, or even a pop out and receive the prize associated with that type of hit. It's simple. You just go right there, you pop on, and then boom, you're all done and ready to go. We're on Twitch, we're on YouTube, we're on the Odyssey app, and here we are. Trista Crick out in Portland, Ron Horvat, Nick Ashew, back in studio. I need one more run so badly here in this uh, game. Six to two. Two on. One away. It's been six to two for, for about three innings now. Yeah, I would uh, I would love to sit here right now and see Jordan Alvarez get one more at bat. And here's how it's going to go down so we can all hit our we can hit everything we've got today. Jordan Alvarez home run will solve the problems for everybody. So we need in the we need to get to that ninth inning. Yeah. And it's all about Jordan Alvarez. And yeah. then boom. Yeah. We're all set. Yeah. One more run though. If this game like I said, guys. If this game really goes under the total I'm done with baseball it's for a while. I'll be done with baseball for a little bit. At least a little bit. Uh, the only thing that does make me happy, though, Cardinals lose again. Tampa Bay, the Rays do get a win tonight. 4-2. to That game does go final. Cardinals have been a huge I, disappointment uh, this year. Didn't have my mic on again, guys. Oh, she went over! She went over! Over one and a half times, Trista did not turn her mic on on her own from the Portland studio. It's happened. See, Ryan, you missed this while you were gone last week. Ryan, so Trista was having issues. Trista was having issues where she just forgot to turn on the mic because she's used to having it done for herself. And then uh, it would pop on, and then all of a sudden, uh, boom, she would forget. I have no idea what's in my ear right now. I'm just going to just keep on rolling. Oh, he's great. He's great. But, you know, that's a that's the sister sister network, if you will. Uh, Danny Vietti's on with us. Are we good to go with BJ with Danny? All right, good. Danny Vietti, host of the Wake and Rake podcast. Uh, yeah, we're going to we'll ignore whatever that is right now. We will carry on because that is what we do at this point. So we were trying to figure out earlier, man, like – just kind of looking at this point of the season in Major League Baseball, like the teams you have real confidence in winning a World Series. Like the Braves obviously are the favorites right now, but you're sitting here looking at a team that's got a double-digit lead in the division, worried about, you know, the playoffs. Maybe they're not sharp. The Dodgers, we know, let us down every single year. I actually just bet the Astros to win the World Series. I sucked it up and finally did it. I know it's not the best price. It was 7-1, to but I decided to go ahead and do it. What's the team that you have the most confidence in right now going all the way to win a World Series, given what we've seen? Baseball's tough, man. It's 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 rarely the best team in the regular season that ends up poisoning the trophy. So I could sit up here and tell you Atlanta Braves have been the best team in baseball. First half, second half, they had the best offense in the league. They have 11 different players in their lineup with an OPS over league average. There's not a single hole in their lineup. And they just got Max Freed back. And they're going to get Kyle Wright back hopefully at the end of or the middle of September. So they have reinforcements coming to a team that has already dominated the league. And then once postseason time comes, we see a team like, say, I look at the standings now. Let, let's say the Chicago Cubs sneak in and they get hot at the right time and they go on a run. So I don't want to sit up here and tell you, like, this team's going to win the title. This team's going to do this. But I'll say that Atlanta's absolutely stacked offensively and pitching-wise. The Dodgers have as much depth as anybody in the league, and they have two MVP candidates, and Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman, uh, and possibly Walker Buehler coming back from Tommy John. We'll see about that. Philadelphia is hot uh, the teams from the NL Central don't scare me or intimidate me 
you know, too much. American League, Baltimore has been riding all season long. They're young. They're hungry. They're dumb enough to think they can win a title, too. Uh, Texas has one of the best offenses in the league. Tampa Bay is dealing with injuries. Houston got Verlander. I'll say this. There are probably six or seven teams that are legit capable of winning a title, and it's it's a coin flip over, over who gets hot at the right time. Danny, Twins have opened up now a five-and-a-half game lead in the AL Central. We were talking about uh, the whether the Vikings or the Twins would be the first uh, to win a title in their city, and we basically wanted to just punt on it. So pretty much everyone, including us, is, has dismissed them as a joke. But is, is there a scenario in your mind where they could make noise, or are, is our like broad, broad stroke they're a joke uh, actually correct? They don't have the offense to get it done. Uh, their pitching can get hot. Like, look at their rotation now. Like, Joe Ryan, Sonny Gray, and uh, Pablo Lopez. That, that's plenty enough to get it done, and, and they can get hot, the rotation can. But they have the highest strikeout percentage in baseball among their offense. They didn't really make any moves at the deadline that's going to move the needle offensively. Uh, Byron Buxton's injured right now. He's probably their most talented hitter. Joey Gallo's strikeout percentages are still through the roof. He's hitting buck 74 it looks like they just don't have any depth at all and Carlos Correa is having a down year too he's probably their most established hitter I I don't see the twins getting anywhere not with that offense they, they strike out at way too high of a clip and in postseason time those rotations shrink from five to three four tops so you're going to see the top arms in baseball going against one of the worst offenses in baseball at least strikeout percentage wise I I'm not buying Minnesota I know teams can get hot uh, I, I wouldn't put my money on Minnesota. I think probably, you know, we talk about these uh, markets and, you know, MVP has been decided for a long time in the American League with Shohei <laughs> yeah. Otani. The Cy Young Award, it looks like it's most likely going to be Garrett Cole, at least if you're looking at the betting market, he's minus 200. But the Cy Young market in the National League is really interesting now, especially after what we just saw from Spencer Strider. Now he drops to plus 220. Zach Gallon's 3-1. to one. Blake Snell's 4-1 to one currently. If you were going to place a bet today or just make a pick as far as who's going to win National League Cy Young, where would you go? Strider's been uh, cooling off a bit. So used to, I was riding that Strider train all season long. I go with the recency bias with these player awards because we all fall into it. Blake Snell's been the best pitcher in baseball since the calendar turned to probably May. So you're looking at, let's say yeah. Snell you know, rides this thing into, uh, into the end of the year. Padres sneak into the playoffs. So you're looking at a Cy Young candidate, a guy, by the way, that was completely overlooked and left off the all-star ballot, which was a crime against humanity. Uh, <laughs> and so maybe they're looking to, uh, you know, uh, pay him back, if you will, with a, with a little Cy Young. So I, I like the recency bias guys with player awards. It's a narrative award. And uh, right now with nobody really running away with this thing, Zach Gallen is one of the front runners too, but the Diamondbacks haven't been playing well of late. Um, Logan Webb's been pitching well of late. Uh, but right now, I, if I were to put my money on anybody, it'd probably be Blake Snell just because of how streaky he is of a pitcher. How do you see the NL Central shaping out when the season's done? A another division that like nobody really scares me, to be honest. Like Right now, you have Milwaukee in the lead. I think the team that is the biggest threat playoff-wise is a team I kind of mentioned already, and that's Chicago. That's just because of their offense. I think their offense stacks up well with any of the teams. I mean, Atlanta and LA, it's like Atlanta and the Dodgers are up here, and then there's a little bit of a gap, and then kind of everybody else, especially offensively. But I think if there's anybody close, it's probably Chicago. 
their rotation, I still have questions, especially with Stroman on the IL. I, I, I don't know if they can get past the lineups of Atlanta and the Dodgers. Uh, I think that team has the best capability of getting hot at the right time when you're looking at the central teams. Milwaukee just, just got Brandon Woodruff back to add to the rotation. So they're healthy. Corbin Burns has been one of the better pitchers in baseball uh, since the calendar turned to June. And then they have Freddie Peralta, and they're starting to get healthy. They're not too in- intimidating lineup-wise. And then I think Cincinnati, they've been a great story. I just think they're going to fall off. I, I think they have a lot of really good young talent. Very disappointing deadline. Their only acquisition was a middle relief pitcher and Sam Mole. And this is a team that was in dire need of pitching before the deadline. So I don't see Cincinnati going anywhere. Milwaukee's very bleh to me. I think Chicago has the highest ceiling of those squads. I'm curious uh, your thoughts on the Blue Jays because on paper it feels like their offense should be clicking, but they've been kind of up and down. What do you think their ceiling is? you think they are a wild card team? Do you think that they don't make the playoffs? They're a team that absolutely has the capability of getting hot at the right time, and I think the X factor is really going to be Alec Manoa. He's actually been pitching – still walking guys at a high clip, and he's got to figure that out. He's got to figure out a way to to throw more strikes and get ahead hitters. But – Rotation-wise, you have Bassett, Barrios, Gosman. And then after that, it's it's like, okay, are you going to throw Kikuchi out there? Are you going to put Manoa out there? If Manoa can figure himself out and be the all-star Manoa that we all knew and loved for the past couple of years, he's going to be your X Factor. Because I mentioned that come postseason time, your rotations shrink to three, four at most. So if you have a four-starter, which is what Toronto was missing last year in the playoffs too, if they can get a hot Manoa, I think they absolutely have a chance because their lineup is so deep. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. has not really been MVP Vlad like we were all kind of hoping for, but he can get hot at any time. His power numbers have dipped a bit. Uh, this team has the capability of getting hot because of the talent that they possess, and they have a variety of different hitters. They have contact hitters like Whit Merrifield and uh, uh, Kevin Kiermeyer, and then you put that together with some power bats with Vlad, and, and hopefully Bichette comes back healthy and Chappie. Uh, they're very... Uh, they're not only deep, but but they're they're different in so many different ways. Danny, I hate that I have to do it, but I'm ready to bury the Angels this season. Now, two games below 500, they've lost seven straight. They're two and eight <laughs> in their last ten after not selling at the yeah. deadline. Which, gotta be honest, I wouldn't have sold the ta- Otani. Like making that run, you might as well just went all in. Although now you're probably going to lose them for nothing. So, what do you think ends up happening with Otani? You know, if you were uh, going to make a guess today, where do you think he ends up next season? breaks my heart man i I was all in on the keeping otani and going for it there's nothing guaranteed that's what i loved about it like you have no idea where otani's gonna go next year you have no idea about like trout's health you don't know these prospects you get back there's no guarantee with that either the only guarantee is you have otani for two months so put it all on the table roll the dice and see what happens hindsight's going to be 2020 and if they don't end up making the playoffs and lose otani they're going to get ridiculed for years unfortunately uh, I don't think Otani knows where he's going yet. You know, we won't know until the offers are on the table. I have a feeling every single team on the West Coast, with the exception of the Oakland A's, are going to write him a blank check. So Seattle, yeah. San Francisco, San Diego, and the Dodgers. He wants to stay on the West Coast. That's known. He did take a meeting with the Cubs when he came over from Japan, so maybe they could be a dark horse. But as of right now, it seems like indications are that he's leaning toward a West Coast team. And San Francisco, the Dodgers... Uh, and Seattle have both, if you looked at their payrolls, they're setting themselves up to spend some money. So those are three teams to definitely keep an eye on. 
Talking to Danny Vietti, BetMGM tonight. Uh, got a couple of minutes left here still. The Yankees have been just in complete free fall for a majority of this season. I mean, yeah, it's just we had that point last year where we're like, oh, wait, is this the best team in baseball? Completely different scenario now. What do you think the offseason looks like for them? Realistically, what I actually think happens is not mm-hmm. a lot. Uh, what I think should happen is they need to flip the page and stop looking to the past. This is a team that prides themselves on being the Yankees, and they pride themselves on the 27 titles, and they pride themselves on being, you know, the core of Major League Baseball, basically. Those times have passed. You know, the, the, the times of playing, like, historic and traditional baseball, that's gone. Long balls and flair and this new era of baseball has taken over, and the Yankees and their fans, they seem to always look in the rearview mirror. They need to turn the page, and they need to say, look, Brian Cashman is not constructing a roster that is able to compete for wins right now. They, they've, they've been the same team that they have been each of the last four years. They need to turn the page and look elsewhere. I think Brian Cashman is most to blame. Aaron Boone's going to get a lot of criticism, but Brian Cashman is the guy that has constructed this roster for five straight years now, and they've come up short each and every time. And frankly, they look like two, three tiers lower than a lot of the most, you know, the Houston Astros of the world. Got about a little more than a minute, Danny. I'm curious. We stay in New York. The Mets, man, a lot of hype. Obviously overachieved last year. People thought they were a contender this year, even though you look at some of the batting averages and and the issues with power on that team, and you could kind of tell the issues to pitching well-known. But now they're talking about maybe not competing until 2026. Like, How surprising is that or was that for you when that came out? Here's where they went wrong. It's when Steve Cohen took over in, I think it was October 2020, he put a timeline on a World Series. He basically said, if we don't win a World Series within three to five years, it'll be a disappointment. Anytime you put a timeline on things, <laughs> it, it, fans get a little uh, a little antsy. And now you're putting a timeline of not competing for another two years. So that those five years that you supposedly sort of promised a World Series – now it's not even looking like you're going to be a playoff team within that timeline. So fans get antsy. I think they did end up making the right move because right now you have two, or they had two 40-year-old pitchers, and uh, they're not going to be big pieces of their core. If you wanted to compete in 2024, you hold on to those guys. But clearly they're not looking to, to compete in 2024. So they reset the timeline. They got Drew Gilbert. They got Baby Acuna. So maybe you're hoping those guys kind of turn into stars for 2025. It'll be interesting to see what they do with Pete Alonso and Frankie Lindor if they want those guys to stay intact with this core. Always a soap opera with the Mets, that's for sure. Danny Vietti, Wake and Rake podcast, still is and always will be one of my favorite names for a podcast by far. Really appreciate the time. Thanks for coming on with us, man. Thanks, man. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it.